On today's show, we're going to talk to you about knowing your vision and your plan. This is part of our series, The Leadership Lessons of Jesus. You're listening to Marketplace Ministry, a podcast for Christian entrepreneurs that looks at business through a biblical lens. Your business is a calling, and when you do it according to God's principles, it is an act of worship and brings glory and honor to Him. Let's get into the show. Welcome back to Marketplace Ministry. My name is Jason Smith. Hey, everyone. It's Justin Jeffcoat. Good to speak with everyone today and bring a really good word to your ears. Yes. So like I said in the beginning, we're going to be talking about the leadership lessons of Jesus. And today, the lesson that I want to focus in on is knowing your vision and your plan. You know, Jesus had to know what he was doing so that he could accomplish the mission that God had for him in the world. And if he needed to know that, how much more do we need to know what our vision is? Exactly. Um, I mean, if we don't have a vision or a plan or someone else to help instruct us to to help get to a goal, a lot of things we're going to do is, is completely pointless. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of just oblique. It, it, we got to have a goal and a vision, but it's the steps that fill that point is what's going to help get you there and where you need to go. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Absolutely. So let's dive into the scriptures first to get this thing started. And we are in Isaiah chapter 46, verse 9 and 10, and it says right here, Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is no other. I am God, Mm. and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. This scripture is here to let us know that God knew everything from Mm -hmm. the beginning. He knew it from the end, first of all. And so I think a lot of us, even in business, we need to realize that we need to start with the end in mind. We got to find out where are we going. That way we can back up and figure out all the steps we need to take to get there. And that's exactly what Jesus did because God knew the end from the beginning. And it says in Luke chapter 4, 16 through 22, and this is where Jesus was in the synagogue. So Mm -hmm. here in 4 verse 16, it says, So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as was his custom, he went up into the synagogue on Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And this passage, we find out that Jesus found his vision, he found his purpose, his mission, yeah. when he was reading the Word of God. Make note of that, because we'll come back to that later. We also know that Jesus already knew who he was called to. There's a couple of different passages in Luke chapter 19 and verse 10, and both Matthew 15 verse 24. Jesus says to his disciples that he was sent to save the lost sheep of Israel. 
And so at this time in history, when Jesus was on the Mm -hmm. earth, he wasn't here for anybody other than the Jews that were scattered after the exile. He was there to find the lost sheep and bring them back into the flock. And that was his purpose. Later on, though, after Jesus died and he gave us our mission, he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And so at that point, when he dispatched us to be his ambassadors, he's now saying, we have gone to the Jews. Now it's time to go to the Gentiles, go to every tribe, every tongue, every nation and preach this gospel to them. Man, when I see that, I can just picture Jesus just standing there and all the disciples sitting there with with the mouths dropped. Wow, he's saying this, and I didn't even think I was going to do this. I'm just here to listen to him. But Jesus' vision for them was way more than what they thought for their lives. And that's how it is a lot of times in business. When you're a business owner, you have a vision for the mission, man. You <laughs> you know you, 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 you know where you want to go for your business. You have expectations. There's a lot of people wanting opportunities, especially in what today in the workforce, and we've talked about that. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people that, that coming and want an opportunity, and you have to be that. Basically, in a sense, it could be you, you want to – you want to help grow your business, but you had to help instruct them. Mm-hmm. And so you you know the vision that has to take place. But in order to do that, you have to give the instructions to help them grow. You got to be their mentor. You have to be their leader. It can't be all about where you want to go because you're not going to get to where you want to go unless you instruct someone else to help with your mission, get on the same page as you're doing. That's what Jesus did with the disciples. He got everyone on the same page, the same mission, because his plan was way bigger than what they thought they were going to do for their lives. Oh, yeah. And, Absolutely. And that's how it is in the business. It, you have to help basically in a sense someone wants an opportunity. So you're going to have to help them. You have to guide them. You're going to have to pick them up. And that's how it was for me. I was just starting out as a door-to-door canvasser. I was lost. Sitting there knocking on the door, man. Uh, just staring at my eyes big as saucers, all scared, nervous. But it wasn't until one person came and tried to to uh, instruct me because he's like, this person's going to be special. Everybody's like, and on the side note, um, no, man, <laughs> he's hanging in there. He's hanging in the weeds. He's no one good. He, he, he'll he be there, but he's going to be gone. Isn't that what a lot of people wrote off the disciples a lot that way? Really, Jesus, you found these people? Why didn't you go to the cream of the crop? In Jesus' eyes, the disciples wore and are the cream of the crop. Amen. Sometimes you really got to look in the person to find and bring out what their gifts are. And Jesus seen that when other people didn't. And that's what you got to do as a business owner. You Amen. Know? That is, that's so good, Justin, that we have yeah. to look inside the person. You know, even God did that when he anointed David yeah. to be the king. Everybody thought that the older brothers were going to be the ones anointed. They were military men. They had a mission that they were outdoing for for the kingdom Mm -hmm. and when samuel came to anoint them they found out real quickly that god does not look at the outward appearance of man it's a term you hear every every day don't judge a book by its cover oh yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah so let's move on to why vision is important the bible tells us that Mm -hmm. vision is important and in hosea 4 6 it says without vision my people perish So when you don't have a vision in your life, it's not necessarily going to lead you to to die. 
I don't I don't believe that that's what that's saying. I believe that it could be saying that you could experience a spiritual death. It could be that if you don't have vision, you will just waffle through life. I agree, yeah. And if you're waffling through life, you're going to get to a point where you're dissatisfied. And if you're dissatisfied, then you're going to start to embody anxiety and depression because you're just like, I'm never going to make it. You get this mentality that Eeyore is your spirit animal. Whoa, wow. You know, and <laughs> when you do that, you, you, you just like, oh, woe is me. It's never going to work. Why bother? You know, this, <laughs> I is, like that. this is what people think. And they're like, the little man can't get ahead. We can't think like that. We have to know who we are in Christ. Mm-hmm. And we are children of God. We are a chosen generation. Yes. And so if we fully understand that, if we can come to grips with the fact that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost, do you realize what that means? Jason. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. We are the temple. (laughs) What a wretched man I am, right? I have sinned. I have done so many sins in my life, but God would count me worthy to be a temple that houses his Holy Spirit. Did you know, Justin, the only other place that the Holy Spirit dwelled on the earth was in the Ark of the Covenant? That's why the Ark of the Covenant was in the Holy of Holies. And so you could only go in there if you had gone through the ritual cleansing process of the temple and you had your bells on because they wanted to make sure you didn't drop dead when you went into the Holy of Holies. You had to atone for the people's sins. You had to be upstanding and righteous. Mm -hmm. But when Jesus came and his blood was poured out for every one of us, and he sent the Holy Spirit to live inside of us, it's no longer living inside an ark that was made by man. It is now inside a temple that was made with God's hands. And we are that temple. Knowing who you are in Christ is so important because when you know who you are, you'll know what you're called to do. Yeah. In Proverbs 29 verse 18, it says, where there is no vision, people cast off restraint. And I had recently heard in a previous interview I did with Rhonda Velez, she had a different translation mm. uh, for Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, And it said, you know, where there's no vision, people run wild. Whoa. People run wild. So when you don't know what you're supposed to be doing, you will, like I said, you'll waffle through life. You'll do everything and anything. You'll run from this thing to the next thing. And there's no clarity. It's going to be nothing but chaos and confusion. So it's very important. The word's telling us that we need to have a vision for our lives. And in Habakkuk 2 verse 2, it says, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he who reads it may run. And so Mm. what that tells me is that the vision, first of all, where does the vision come from? Mm. When when God was speaking to Habakkuk, where do you think the vision came from? The vision comes from God. Exactly. And so when he says to write it down and make it plain, he's saying, I'm going to show you something and you need to write it down. Make it make sense to you. Make it as clear as you can mm-hmm. based on what I'm going to show you. You know, the vision that God shows you is not 
always a clear picture. You know, it can be fuzzy. And it takes some intention to look upon that vision and then focus it. You know, when you turn the dial on a camera, the focus ring, when you turn the focus oh, ring, yeah. it goes from blurry to clear. It's one thing to have a vision because the vision is just, it's there. But is it truly in focus? And if it's not, it's like God saying, make it plain. Make it as clear as you can in your understanding. Because we know that it's difficult to fully comprehend everything that God mm -hmm. wants us to be able to go and do, right? Because even trying to worship him in his glory and his magnitude, there's no words in the English language that can really magnify God or in any language on earth that can really magnify God fully as, as who he is and his deity. There's, there's no way to put it into words. We are just awestruck when we think of God and when we worship him. Yeah. And so when you think about that, the vision that comes from God, it's going to be so big that you're not going to be able to understand it. You know, in Ephesians chapter 3, it says that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you ask, think, or imagine. Exceedingly abundantly above all. Those are all words yeah. that typically mean the same thing. Like we're going above and beyond. We're going beyond everything that's humanly possible. This is what God wants to do in your life. It doesn't, and it, you mentioned blurry, fuzzy. Isn't it always worry, you know, always blurry, fuzzy when we don't know Jesus when before we get saved? It, oh, absolutely, yeah. because there's a veil yeah. over our eyes and that mask is on. And yeah. then once, and when you mention that, so when I when I, when when I went into the marketing of Salesforce, and I always was, and this is before I got saved, way before I got, few many years before I got saved. I always ask myself, where is this going? Yes, I'm getting promotions. Yes, I'm I'm getting better. There's someone in my life helping me, but there was always an emptiness. Mm. There was an emptiness. I said, there's something more. What's going on? Not never once did I ask is, all right, God, what are you prepping me for? This ain't for just no reason. It, it, there's something that you're preparing me for. Now I say that, mm -hmm. but then I'm like, I felt a gap, a blankness. What is going on? And then once I got saved, God was now able to prepare me and put a vision in my life because he gave me the end goal. But before he can get me to that, that end point, I have to fill that line of, okay, this is where I want you to go. This is where you're going. This is who I want you to help. This is what you need to do. The He guides us through the Holy Spirit during this whole plan, this whole vision he puts us on. All right, now the whole step, okay, I know you're not saved. I know, we're, I know you're going to get there, baby. I'm here with you, you know, and you know, puts his arm around me mm -hmm. and I, but I, he goes, but I need you to start here. You, you, you need to, before you can walk and run, you got to crawl. Mm. And so he, um, started me in marketing sales. I got to learn to talk to people. All right. I'm, I'm still, I'm like, where am I going? I want to get here. You, you, promotions ain't enough. I still felt empty. Once I got saved, I'm like, Oh, I get it. Now you can now I can start showing you some of the vision because if I would have showed you where I was where I want you to go now and he's still showing me. But the point is, he could have never showed me today unless he showed me 
from the you know from the from point A. He can't get me to A. He can get me to C if he can't show me A. So Absolutely. you know what I mean? You Absolutely. Know? And in Psalm one nineteen one oh five, the Bible says that your word is a lamp unto my feet yeah. and a light unto my path. And we all have a path. That word path uh, in the Hebrew is Derek. And the Derek is the way that is is outlined for each and every one of us. We all have a path that we're on, and Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit is going to lead us on that path. But you know, that first step mm-hmm. is all you can see. Exactly. You take that step. And then the word of God illuminates the next step. And then you take another step. It's just like when pastor talks about someone that wants to jump into ministry. Someone wants, oh, like, I'm called to do this. I'm called to do this. Uh, yeah, bro, you may be called to be do this, but what are you doing in the meantime to prepare yourself? You you said, yeah, I'm called to do this. I'm going to do this. But what are you doing behind the scenes? What are you doing to get there? So what is vision? We've mm-hmm. been talking about yeah. it for this entire episode, but but what is it exactly? And so there's several different definitions. If you were to look in the dictionary, you know, it means having the capacity to see. So if you have eyes in your head and you're not blind, then you have the capacity to see. That's just your physical sense. It has nothing to do with what we're actually talking about. This is just seeing with your natural eyes. It could also mean daydreaming of a better future. Now, there you go. That's actually putting a little bit of imagination into mm-hmm. into uh, play. And this is where you can imagine what you want your life to be like at some point in the future. Um, it means, it could also mean seeing or having a hallucination. That's what the dictionary says. Seeing a, an image or a hallucination. So this would be like seeing a ghost mm. or oh, if, it, okay. if like an angel appears to you or Jesus okay. appears to yeah. you yeah. Yeah. Um, or anything that, that appears that's not in the physical realm. It also means having the foresight to the things that are coming, right? We knew just by looking at what God said in in his word, that he knew the end from the beginning, he knew where he was going. And so in your business, do you know where you're going? Mm. Do you have a clear vision written down for where you want to take your company? If not, how can you make it more clear? What can you do to get more clear on what it is that God has called you to do? When it comes to business, ministry, or even in military operations, the vision... Another word that I would think of is like the objective, right? It's it's what you're trying to achieve um, for your organization at some point in the future. And in in a, in a simple and plain terms, you got a vision, you got to act on it. You have to get up. You have to be about it because effort equals success. Mm, and you know what else? You know? What's that? Effort brings about clarity. Exactly. Right? So if we if we've got the vision and we know it's fuzzy. And we write it down to get it as clear as we can. It's still not perfectly in focus, and it's not going to be. And then we start taking that first step. Then we take that next step, and we let God, God's word be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And he's leading us step by step along the road. Every step we take, every action we do that's, go, that's moving us towards that vision is going to cause that vision to become more clear. This is where you get clarity. This is how you focus the vision. It's through practice and more practice mm-hmm. and more practice and effort. 
We're going to continue to do it. And even when we make mistakes, we're, we're going to pick ourselves back up and we're going to charge on. We're not yeah. going to let failure get in our way of fulfilling the objective. So what? You screwed up. So what? That particular mission failed. What did we learn from that? Correct. And how can we move forward Take, so that we yeah. can still move towards our vision take the take the failure and use it as correction amen because when when the biggest thing for a lot of businesses and business owners and, and employees uh wherever you are in your in your in your work day-to-day -day work life is a lot of people you know even go with the ministry they, you know a lot of times you, you have hiccups you, you fall and people just stop that and people want to give them correction and they're like that's it's when the ego could set in mm -hmm. and, and you got so many downfalls but when the biggest thing you see is when people do fail a lot of times they take it as the worst thing in the world take it as a as, a, as much as it's you know it's easier said than done and i'm learning this too is you have to take the failure and turn it into a success by taking the correction that is given to help you get to the goal Amen. to help and 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 when just like when we sin and because we all fall short of the glory of god what are you going to take from that failure one repentance to to help grow where you failed Mm -hmm. and, and and that's where growth and building your relationship with with God is is when you fall you ask for when you go to me like God I I failed I'm I'm sorry help me grow past where I just slipped and God's going to slowly give you that vision of help to or help to not do that mistake again Amen Amen and when you have a clear vision mm -hmm. that vision is going to inform you of your mission see the Ooh. mission is all of those things that you do and missions change but the vision <laughs> yeah, the is. vision stays the ch the same but the mission changes and you could have several different missions that you you put in a line in order to get towards your vision if you don't know your vision you'll never know your mission you have to have your vision first and then back up from the vision and start figuring out okay so this is where i want to go how do i get there what's the f what's the very last step i need to get there and then once you back up to that step now back up another one now how do i get to the next to last step and you continue to work through that process working backwards it's kind of like a backwards planning process uh -huh. where you start at the end and you work your way back to where you are right now exactly in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Dr. Stephen Covey wrote that the second habit is to begin with the end in mind. And that means you're going to need to ask yourself some tough questions. Some of them would be, where do I want to go? What do I want to achieve? What impact do I want to make in this world? And how do I want to be remembered? And I ask these four questions in this order for this reason is that Dr. Stephen Covey writes about in his book is he asks you to imagine what your funeral will look like. You know, who's going to be there? How are they going to remember you? How are they going to be impacted for Jesus by what you did while you were here? How many people are going to show up? What are they going to say about you? How are they going to remember you? When I had done this exercise, this exercise was important to me because it's this is where you find what your significance is. Not necessarily your calling, but this is where you get to figure out, you know, this is who I want to be at the end of my life. This is how I want people to remember me. And I mean, don't think of it as grotesque or macabre to think of your death and your funeral. Think about 
you know, that is the ultimate end. If Jesus tarries and and we don't get raptured, then what's going to happen is we're all eventually going to die. The Bible says that it is appointed once unto men to die. Mm-hmm. So we're, we know that's our final destination. How do we want to be remembered? And when you take stock of that and you start to think about the things that you're doing today and how you want to be remembered, you're going to be like, you know, the things I'm doing today, this isn't who I want to be. And it's going to force you to change your habits because you're going to, if you want to be remembered a certain way, if you want to make a certain impact in your life, then you have to look at where you are right now. And if you're not doing the things that you want to be remembered for, if you're not making an impact for Jesus the way that you Mm -hmm. say you want to make an impact for Jesus, then you're going to need to change your present in order to get the future outcome that you desire. And one thing is you do not want to sit on it because if you just sit there and think, hmm, you know, I want to do this. I need to change this. I need to do this. Well, you got to do it. You know, you got to start walking it out and working it out. If you just continue to think about how you can fix yourself, you, you can't go into your vision. You can't uh, get to where you need to go. You can't go to where you want to because you're you're trapping yourself in a state of mind where oh I want to get there but you're not doing anything about it. Right. You know. And, and that's that's the problem that I faced when I ran PetCor mm-hmm. is I I did this exercise, and I had the realization that a lot of people knew me as the pooper scooper guy, and I really didn't want my life to be remembered Mm. as a guy who scoops dog poop for a living. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Kudos to those of you out there who are doing this as a successful business. You had a different vision for yourself, right? Yeah, I had a different vision. I wanted something. For me, that was not significance. I wanted to do more with my life. Exactly. So you felt... You felt that spot. You're like, okay, I'm being prepared, but I don't want to be known as this. Like you said, kudos to the people who do that, but God had a different has, has a different vision for your life. Absolutely. Just like you're like, okay, this is a learning curve, but you felt point of emptiness, but that needs to be filled, and you wanted to, you got to have to walk it out. You have to learn. Yes. You have to grow. And now you're starting to to uh, really figure that out for yourself too, as well. Absolutely, yeah. and it's not something that's going to happen overnight. Exactly, it, but yeah. <laughs> you have to really take stock of where you are in your life. Is this the legacy you want to leave for your kids? Is this how you want to be remembered? If it's not, then you need to find out where the mismatch is, so that you can make the changes that need to be made, so you can get to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. I take today as a strong reminder from the Bible, not just a reminder, but as strong evidence that as leaders, we must know our vision. But ultimately, we got to understand that our vision comes from God. And first and foremost, you are called to a vision. And like, like me, my vision that I'm called to is in the hands of a man of God at Abundant Life Church in Radcliffe, Kentucky. And so I'm not called to Pastor Terry. I'm not called to Abundant Life Church. I'm called to the vision that God gave to a man so that I can help him 
to fulfill the vision that God gave to him. Now, when you start to focus on the vision of someone else, what does the Bible say? The Bible says when you are trusted with little, then you can be trusted with much, right? If you can be trusted in another man's vision, then you will be given your own vision. And so I'm here at Abundant Life Church in Radcliffe, Kentucky, to help propel the vision that was given to the man of God. And by doing that, by helping him to fulfill that vision, then God's going to give me my vision for my life. And then I'm going to need people who are called to me to help me to fulfill that vision, if that makes sense. But, But that's exactly what it is. You are called to a vision. So if you're not in a church, I encourage you to find a good church that preaches the uncompromised word of God. Get there, find the vision, run with it, get plugged in, do the work of the ministry. Make sure you are not afraid to get your toes stepped on because it's going to happen. It's not all about finding, finding a church and putting to feel good all the time. You have to get your toes stepped on because through that comes growth, correction, and a vision. Amen. So, amen. So that does it for this episode of Marketplace Ministry. Let's go ahead and close out in prayer. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this message today. I pray, God, that it will not fall on deaf ears, but, Lord, that that the word that we spoke, that the Holy Spirit will, will minister to them, and it's not necessarily the words that we said, but the words that you said through us that they heard mm-hmm. in their spirit. Let the words, let the message today bear witness with their spirit. Help them find the vision for their life. Help them find the man of God or the woman of God that they should connect to, and help them to help that person fulfill their vision so that you can give them their vision. We thank you, God, that this word will be sown in their hearts as a seed and it will bear fruit that remains in these last days. And we give you all praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Until next week, we call you to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. We hope today's message inspired you and ministered to you. Let us know if it did by joining the conversation. You can do that by connecting with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Clubhouse. All the details will be in the show notes. If we helped you today, please share this episode. Be sure to rate this podcast and leave us a review. When you do, it helps us know what content you find valuable so we can make more of it. Plus, it helps get this show in front of more listeners. So if you could leave us a rating and a review, we would greatly appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Continue to seek God first and serve his people well, and your business will prosper. In Jesus' name.